Hello, and welcome to The Reading Room. My name is Rose, or Floaty Explodey on Twitter, and today I will be reading Chapter 4 of Hot-Headed by Moofy Kitten. Disclaimer, this fic is rated M for mature. Please see the archive of our own link in the description for additional tags. On Saturday, Ochiko left early in the morning to visit her parents. She hadn't seen them since she'd left at the beginning of the school year, and while she loved her home at UA with all her friends, she still got that bit of homesickness for her parents when she went too long without seeing them. So, off she went. She had a good hour or so on the train, so she busied herself with trying to refine her quirk. It had taken her a while, but over the years, she had begun to figure out how to incrementally reduce the weight of objects so they wouldn't always just float off. It had become useful mostly in combat situations, to throw off opponents off balance and allow her to control them. She'd been happily surprised to find it work out so well on Deku and Bakugo the night before. Ochiko rubbed at her neck, remembering the way Bakugo's hand had rested there. Obviously, he'd left no bruises. His touch had been feather light, a whisper of a threat. Even her wrist had been left with no markings. He'd wanted to control her, but thankfully, he'd been smart enough not to hurt her. She shook her head. It wouldn't do well to dwell on that. He'd gotten the best of her there. He probably knew that. But she couldn't let that knock her off her stride. It was exactly what he wanted, and she wouldn't allow him to win. She went back to work, lightening a newspaper to hover just over the seat next to her. Then a few coins, just enough to make them easy to flick across the train car. No one was sharing it with her today. When the train reached the station... She grabbed her bag with a couple changes of clothes in it, she was staying the night, and exited the car. There were only a few people milling about. She guessed it wasn't a busy day for travel. From ahead of her, she saw a woman with long brown hair like her own waving her hands above her head. Ochiko-chan, her mom called, a big grin plastered on her face. Mama, Ochiko beamed and ran into her mother's arms. Where's Papa? Her mom released her from her embrace. Oh, he got called to a job site and won't be home until after dark. He'll be happy to see you made it home safely, though. Ochiko knew her parents had been more busy since she'd been featured at the sports festival two years ago, and when her name had already become more prominent in the hero world. She'd originally wanted to become a hero to pay for her parents to take it easy, but she'd realized somewhere along the way that they were doing something they loved. Maybe it was hard work. And maybe there were tough days, but they wouldn't have it any other way, and they only wanted the same for her. That's okay. At least he'll be home for dinner, she said, not feeling the least bit disappointed. Her mom led her to her car, where Ochiko threw her bag in the back seat, then jumped in the passenger side. Well, since your father isn't here, now we have time for girl talk, her mom said, a fiendish gleam in her eye as she buckled herself in. Ochiko rolled her eyes, but inside she was bouncing. Her mom knew all of her secrets. She had always been like her best friend, and she shared every doubt she'd ever had or a crush who had broken her heart. She had known about her feelings for Deku since the moment Ochiko had known it herself. She was always itching for more news on her daughter's love life. So, how is Midoriya-kun? She asked her eyebrows inching up with interest as she pulled out of her space and started the drive home. 
You are like a scavenger, Mom, always noodling for any scraps of drama. Ochiko laughed. Ooh, so there's been drama? Ochiko's smile weakened a shade, thinking of the things Bakugo had said to her last night. That rough, huh? Her mom's face softened. Well, we have time. Let's hear it. So, Ochiko let out everything that had happened for the past few weeks. From how she'd been elected as class rep with Deku, to what Bakugo had told her about him the night before. She decided to leave out how he'd manhandled her, though. She didn't think her mom would just leave it alone if she found out a boy had laid his hands on her, however softly. And as much as she wanted to tear Bakugo apart, she didn't want him to be expelled or even suspended. So, now I'm really confused, and I don't know how Deku-kun feels about me. What if he really has known all this time, and won't say anything because he's too nice to hurt my feelings? Her mom listened to her while driving, a look of concentration on her face, clearly not wanting to miss a single detail. Well, baby girl, you're not going to want to hear this, but situations like these require a leap of faith. You should ask Midoriya-kun himself. It'll only drive you crazy if you keep wondering about it with no answers, her mom said gently. Ochiko put her face in her hands. I don't know if I can do that. It's been so long, I don't know if I could handle it if he rejects me. Ochiko-chan, her mother said in a firmer voice. You are more than what this guy thinks of you. He may reject you. He may be as crazy about you as you are about him. But no matter what, you're still a kind, loving person deserving of happiness. Nothing he says or does will change that. He might break your heart, sweetie, but you are too strong to allow anyone to break you. Ochiko felt her heart warm with love for her mother. She knew she was right. Deku did mean so much to her, and he held her heart in his hands without even knowing it. But if he hurt her, she knew she would be okay eventually. And the largest part of knowing that was thanks to the beautiful woman sitting beside her, and the hard-working man out making money for her family as they spoke. She smiled. Thank you, Mama. Now, about Bakugo, her mother said solemnly. What is his deal? He sounds like he's being a total turd. Ochiko squawked out a laugh. Oh, he is. She got out, between peals of laughter, and let herself have a little chortle at his expense. She got herself a little more under control before she continued. He's always been an arrogant jerk since first year. Now he thinks he can get under my skin because I've started standing up to him. It's like he thinks I'm challenging him or something instead of just being tired of his nonsense. A smirk came to her face, unbidden. But don't worry, Mama. He doesn't bother me. I've got his number. She didn't catch the small, knowing smile playing on her mother's lips as she listened to her daughter speak. That night, Ochiko got to have dinner with her parents, then sleep in her old bedroom, nostalgia and safety making her feel surrounded with comfort. She got up and spent the whole next day going out with them and regaling them with all the amazing things she'd been doing at school so far, as well as all the things she was still set to do later in the year. She tried to get their input on what she should suggest for the younger students at the UA Sports Festival, 
and couldn't wait to bring it up the next time she met with the other class reps. Her parents spoiled her with food and more adorable clothing and all of the attention she'd been missing from them. She knew she'd miss them quickly after she got back to school. Before she was ready, Ochiko was about to board the train back to UA late Sunday afternoon. We'll watch for you at the sports festival on TV, sweetie, her mom said, as she and her father held her close. I'll make you guys proud, Ochiko sighed into them. Pretty hard to make us prouder than we already are, but I expect you'll make me eat my words, her father said, pulling back. Go show those boys who they're messing with, her mom reminded her, giving her back a pat as she turned away. Ochiko boarded the train and turned back to her parents with a smirk. I'll get him. Her mother grinned at her, and her father gave a confused smile, but waved to her as her train pulled away. He would probably ask her mom about it the moment she was out of sight. When she made it back onto campus just before sunset, wearing yet another cute new dress, a dark blue form-fitting skater dress with a scooped neck that showed off a bit of cleavage, and her bag stuffed to bursting with a couple more and two new pairs of shoes, she found her classmates hanging around in the common room. Ochiko-chan, where did you take off to? Mina greeted, running up to her. Oh my god, what an adorable dress! Your boobs look amazing. I must have it. Ochiko blushed at Mina's easy compliment. Thanks, Mina-chan. You can borrow it anytime, just let me know. Oh, Ochiko-chan, you're the best. Mina gushed. So, where'd you go the whole weekend? I missed you for stretching. I went to see my parents. It's been a while since I went home, and my mom likes to go shopping with me when I'm there. So, here I am. Mina focused in on her stuffed bag. Are there more in there? She asked, her eyes going wide. Ochiko smiled embarrassedly. Yeah, I have even more in my room that my mom sent me with at the start of the school year. If you want, you can come up with me and check them out while I unpack. Maybe try on a few? Can I really? Mina asked excitedly. Sure, let's go now, and then you can get fancied up before dinner. You are my favorite person forever, Ochiko-chan. Mina grabbed her free hand and pulled her toward the elevators. Before they passed out of the common room, the elevator leading to the boys' floor opened, revealing Ida, Mineta, Deku, and, of course, she thought, already irritated, Bakugo. All four of them froze at her and Mina's approach as they emerged, none of them able to keep from giving her a once-over. Ochiko's cheeks heated as she took in Deku's dumbstruck expression. Obviously, the first of them to recover was Bakugo, who made a tch sound, and pushed past the rest to continue into the kitchenette. He eyed her with those glowing scarlet orbs, and she only gave him the smallest glance before going back to her friends. Thank all that is holy for co-ed dorms, Mineta cried, tears coming to his eyes. That is an inappropriate thing to say, Mineta-kun, Ida admonished, his hands chopping down in an authoritative manner. You should be more respectful towards your classmates. Both Ochiko and Mina looked coolly at Mineta. Still a pig. What a surprise. Deku approached her as Ida continued scolding Mineta and pushed him toward the living area. Ochiko-chan, hi, he said a little timidly, bringing his hand to the back of his neck. Mina's eyebrows climbed her forehead, 
and Ochiko felt her face go hot at him using her given name again. Um, here. Mina took her bag from her. How about I take your stuff upstairs and get a head start on checking out those dresses? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Ochiko hesitantly agreed. She felt embarrassed that Mina was witness to this weirdness between her and Deku. She gave her a warning look, like, please don't start spreading rumors. Mina just grinned and scurried away with her bag, like she'd just gotten away with a crime. She'll have gone through your whole closet by the time you get up there, Deku said lightly, as they watched her take the girl's elevator up. It's all right, Ochiko told him. I have more than enough. I probably wouldn't even notice if she nabbed a few, although I doubt she ever would. He smiled at her, his viridian eyes looking extra luminous today. Ochiko had to look away before she got too caught up in them. Her gaze swept around the room, where they landed on a pair of red eyes drilling holes into her, and sending a jolt of electricity zooming up her spine. They quickly dodged away from her when Kirishima hooked his arm around Bakugo's neck to engage him in a conversation, or teasing, or whatever it was those boys did together. The telltale boom of Bakugo yelling at his buddies met her ears, and she felt more relaxed that his attention was finally elsewhere. Hey, so what happened to you on Friday? I thought you'd find me so we could talk, but I guess you got busy? I was actually a little worried over the weekend Kachan might have hidden your body somewhere or something. He laughed nervously. <laughs> she giggled. Bakugo might be a jerk, but he wouldn't go that far. Then his words registered deeper with her. She had forgotten all about him wanting to talk to her. She had said she would find him to continue their conversation. All of her emotions about that impending exchange, excitement, apprehension, fear, came crashing down on her again, and her stomach did a flip. Oh god, Deku, I'm sorry. Bakugo really ruffled my feathers, and I just completely spaced, she admitted, looking back at him with a shamed expression. No, no, don't worry about it, he quickly reassured her. It wasn't that important, really. A little bit of Ochiko's heart fell at his dismissal. It wasn't? Really? Are you sure? He seemed to notice her face falling, and paused for a moment before scanning the room and looking back at her. Will you come up to my room for a second? It's a little crowded down here. Ochiko was stunned at his sudden change in tone. Um, I guess? She answered, also looking around like they were doing something secretive. Students were allowed to visit each other's rooms, even those of the opposite sex. The only issues were if a student weren't invited to the opposite sex's dorm, or if someone was trying to stay the night. Those things weren't allowed, although Aizawa-sensei didn't keep the closest of eyes on his students. He led her to the boys' elevator, and they traveled up to the fifth floor together. Ochiko felt nervous and awkward unsure of what was happening or why he'd suddenly asked her up to his room. They didn't speak as they went up, and it felt like hours had passed by the time they arrived. Here, this one, he said, immediately turning right. I got the room next to the elevator. Oh yeah, I did too, she shared, a little of her tension falling away. Yeah, that elevator can really get to you some days, huh? especially when I'm trying to do homework and people are going up and down all evening. Yeah, 
Ochako smiled and nodded, despite not really feeling the way he felt. Deku opened his door and led her inside. His room looked much the same as it always had, with the All Might memorabilia and the red, white, and blue everything. He'd covered his desk, though, in all kinds of papers with sketched drawings of ideas for the sports festival. She rushed over to inspect them. There are so many great ideas here, Deku. Ochiko lit up seeing the papers. A small part of her felt bad that she'd only offhandedly discussed it with her parents while he had been here, considering things down to the most minute detail. Oh, no, he answered sheepishly, shutting the door behind them. I was just brainstorming. None of them are really that good. Ochiko grabbed one of the papers on top and started reading. An escape room, where people have to use their quirks smartly to escape traps? Don't sell yourself short, Deku. This is genius. Deku rubbed at his neck, his face going red. Th thanks. I'm so happy you were voted as class rep this year. You really deserve it, and you have a lot to bring to the events at school. Ochiko knew she was gushing a bit too much, but she also knew Deku needed an ego boost every now and then. He was far too humble sometimes. Thanks, Ochiko-chan. He said again. Then his face became more serious. I was hoping we could talk up here. Sorry about before, I felt like we should have a little more privacy. Ochiko set the paper down and looked up. Oh, it's okay. She bit her lip nervously and cast her gaze around the room, waiting for him to initiate whatever conversation they were about to have. Her stomach suddenly hurt badly. She thought she might be sick from nerves. She wasn't sure, but she thought this might be it, the tipping point for their friendship. She was scared. Deku was one of her closest friends. If he rejected her now, would that be through? She thought he might want to be friends still, but she wasn't sure herself if she could handle a friendship with a guy she'd spent so long loving in secret that never ended up loving her in return. Her mom's voice came again in her head. You are more than what this guy thinks of you. Ochiko took a calming breath and steadied herself. Ochiko-chan? Oh, by the way, I hope it hasn't bothered you that I started calling you that. We've been good friends for a while, so I thought... He began. She shook her head, hoping he would get on with it without much preamble. Oh, good. So, Ochiko-chan... I want you to know you're one of my closest friends, and I'm really glad we've gotten so close. He paused, presumably waiting for her response to this. Me too. She smiled, hopefully. And I hope that we can always be good friends, no matter what. Ochiko tilted her head at his emphasis on no matter what. Of course, she responded, trying to harden her heart and push her doubts she'd just considered away, as though he'd just been able to see into her mind. So, do you remember move-in day? He asked, uncomfortably. Well, this is not at all where I thought this would go, Ochiko thought to herself, disappointment and relief vying for supremacy in her head. Yeah? She answered, feeling cautious now. Well... That day, Kachan told me. Just then, 
A loud ding made them both jump as they heard a commotion coming out of the elevator. Speak of the bastard, Ochiko thought, anger fanning flames in her chest that had sparked the moment Deku brought him up. She'd forgotten that they shared a floor. What did Bakugo tell you? She turned back to Deku, more aggression in her voice than she'd intended toward him. This had to be about what he'd said to put that expression on Deku's face. Oh, God. What if he told him about her feelings that day? What if him learning about her feelings was what had given him that horrible look? Had Bakugo lied to her about Deku having known all this time just to make her feel bad about herself? Uh, Deku hesitated, seeing the irritation growing in her eyes. Huh. I thought I saw Midoriya-kun bring her up here. His door's closed. I didn't think he had it in him. Kurishima's amused voice carried through the door. Then Bakugo's grating voice came. Pfft, he fucking doesn't. Ochiko's blood boiled. He knew she was in there. He knew they would be able to hear them talking. He was trying to push her buttons before they even got back to class. I will rip your heart out through your ribcage, she screamed in her head. He'd managed to cut off their conversation again. He had to be torturing her on purpose. She started toward the door, but Deku grabbed her hand before she could reach. Wait, Ochiko-chan. He looked worried. Maybe he was scared for her. I'm not going to let him get away with that, Deku. You know I won't. She said back to him vehemently. I thought you'd hash things out with him on Friday. He sounded a little desperate now. Why was he so worried about her? No, she admitted. I made it worse. We argued. I made him mad. I told him I was going to bring him to his knees. He let her go when her eyes darkened. And I will. Deku couldn't say anything more before Ochiko flung the door wide. The two boys were still walking down the hallway when she stomped into it. You want to say that again? She snarled at them. Kurishima stopped laughing and froze when he turned back to see her furious face. Bakugo just slowly turned, a cruel smile plastered to his face that did not reach his eyes. It was kind of a disturbing face to see. He looked almost as furious as she did. Truth hurt, pink cheeks? He bit out. Deku exited behind her, and Bakugo turned his hateful gaze from her to him. Did you have fun? His smile got wider. Ochiko wanted to look away from his face. It was so unsettling. Deku said nothing behind her. She didn't turn to look at him. As far as she was concerned, this fight was now between her and Bakugo. Deku wasn't a part of it, and she wouldn't allow him to be included. Yeah, she said with fake confidence. We did. Not that it's any of your business what we do. She knew he could tell she was putting on airs. He knew Deku better than even she did. In a way, he was right. Deku didn't have it in him to bring a girl up to his room for anything that wasn't innocent. Bakugo let out a cold cackle. Sure, floaty. He clapped Kurishima on the back to signal they should keep going toward his room. Ochiko watched them travel all the way down the hall. When they reached his door at the end, he turned back to her that horrifying expression gone. 
Instead, his molten eyes danced with mischief. Whenever that gets boring for you, my door is right here, Ochiko-chan. He laughed again and shut his door behind him as she roared with fury and embarrassment, her face going beet red. He was going to stoop to sexual harassment now, huh? Ugh, she growled, turning back to Deku. I'm going to ruin him. Deku still hadn't said anything, and she was still staring down the hall. He looked dazed. Deku-kun? She asked, lightly touching his arm. He seemed to snap out of his reverie when she spoke to him. And before she could say more, he pulled her face to his and kissed her. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.